Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com What's up? It is 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're going to be talking about whether or not legal THC vapes are still allowing toxins in your lungs. Humboldt County's hemp ban and South, how you can help South Dakota uh, with their wild issues. So let's just get right into it. Hey, Miggy and Tom. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday at 2 p.m., but South Dakota's got issues. If you think so, smash them thumbs ups because they... This is exactly what happened to Arizona in 1996. So, like, the people go, we want it. And then the people in charge go, fuck you. It's, it's what happens in America, though, man. It just, it's the most American fucked up thing, right? Like, like, like the people will try to do something. And people apparently, voted for it. you imagine, like, a Congress. All right. So, the people, like, put it on a ballot initiative. Hey, no slavery. Uh, and so they, they try to avoid the Civil War. Uh, and, and, then, and then Congress is like, nah, nah, bro, we're just going to keep this. Dude, it, it, and, and it's it's not even for any good reasons. And and to top it off, right? So like, well, what what's going on about HB eleven hundred? That's what it is, right? The HB eleven hundred. That's right. Is that is trying to uh, repeal? Is that what it's trying to do? HB twelve eleven hundred. It is. Where is that? Uh, does she have the? You know, Mickey. Next time, you need to work on your transitions, man. Don't don't just start wandering off into nowhere. I thought yeah. she had it there already, so it's all good. Uh, but all right. it, it, I mean, we're, we're just here, right? Uh, but Governor Nolan and her allies are proposing legislation that would cause severe delays to the medical marijuana established by Measure Twenty Six. Uh, so, I mean, wow. obviously, it's just bullshit overall, right? Like this is not even uh, uh, based in any factual reason or or, or intellectual. You know, there's no like greater good for it. Why? Why are we doing delayed medical? You know what I mean? There it is. But that's it. The truth about HP 1100. And then I'm not sure if that actually was starting off our show. Yeah, maybe it was. So yeah, well, government and allies are proposing a, a legislation HB 1100 that would cause severe delays to the medical marijuana established by Measure 26. And the legislatures are making claims that the voters didn't know what they were voting for. I'm sorry. I thought I was voting for for Shasta. I, I I thought we were voting on drinks, not not weed. What's funny is this is pre marijuana vote, so they can't even be like, "Yo, the voters was high when they voted for this shit." I, they they were confused. The voters were confused, 
I, I like that. Oh, oh, we, come on. We can't have the voters be voting. They didn't know what they were voting for. Everybody, everybody, let's throw out all those Georgia votes. The voters didn't know that they weren't voting for Trump. Just, just throw out these wild words, you know, cannabis and marijuana. People don't know what they're talking about. But because, you know, along that same lines is, you know, the governor is the one who's creating this bill, the lawsuit and everything. But the, the AG abandoned an effort to defend the adult use initiative as well. So there's a lot of abandoned an effort to defend the, the law. But that's that's just all the problem. Like what happens when um, the administration is not on board with what the people want and the people want weed? And so this is what will happen. And as one state goes to another, and then like, what happens when Indiana legalizes, if they could even legalize, would they immediately just be like, no, they didn't know what they were voting for. They thought they were voting for Pepsi or Coke. They did not know they were voting for weed. Right. Yeah. What I love about this whole situation there is like this, this bullshit governor who, who uses the citizens money to create this initiative is also in PMQs right now of using the state airplane to travel for right wing political events. Like, Aren't you the 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 the, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, party of like uh, rights and uh, uh, civilness and uh, uh, you know we no. should be doing the right thing. Bullshit. Freedom. Freedom and small government. Unless you want to put cannabis in your body. Yeah, I mean this is this is the shit where it makes your little vein pop and you're just like, all right, this is this this, this makes perfect sense. Measure 26 was approved by over 70% of South Dakota voters on Election Day when they didn't know what they were voting for, evidently. And yet, House Bill 1100 delays every single component of Measure 26. If passed, medical marijuana patients would be criminalized for another 17 months. So it's really not about the patients in South Dakota. And it's not about what 70%. So if you are in South Dakota and you're in that 70%, I want you to call your legislatures and be a complete Karen on the phone. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, get in like coronavirus is starting to abate and South Dakota is a fairly Republican state. They probably didn't even put on masks. Go show up at where they're going to do their business and say, excuse me, um, I'm one of the 70 percent of people that would like to access my medical cannabis. And why are you sandbagging me? What's yeah. going on? You know, and that's how you get shit done. You don't you don't storm the Capitol with a gun. You, no, you, you, you call don't. your representative. And then you hold a pen next to a check and you go, do you want me to sign it? Or, you know, uh, each state, like here in, in Seattle, we have funny money that's, uh, uh, we give little vouchers so we can like, this is a represents us and donates to whoever we want. Like every parse state has its own process. Learn your state's process and just get involved. You know, Right. Right. Every state is probably, and then it's like, let's do this over there. I'm like, whoa, boy, talk about a patchwork quilt of laws. Uh, it's, it's 50. It's, it's uh, dual sovereignty is kind of a bitch because then some way that they do it in Indiana is a different way that they do it in Illinois. And then people are asking about cannabis licenses. And I'm like, wait, what state are you in? Uh, yeah. it, you know, weed helps besides like all the other medicinal stuff that's being listed in their thing. It also helps dealing with this bullshit. Like it helps like, like, you're like, all right. Yeah. You know what else it helps with? Uh, being snowbound. I am, uh, I'm going on like day nine under the dome, uh, at least. And so like, we can't even really get outside. I was stoked today that it is 19 degrees in central Illinois. Woo. Well, Double at least you're not in Texas though, brother. Yeah, I know, but still, um, I mean, you're at least we're ready for it. Yeah, we, we get it. Like we just get it like bad shit. And then it's like, Oh man, at least you couldn't even escape it in Texas. But then yeah. I got family in Florida. You're going to the pool. Yeah. 
well, I hit my brother up in El Paso, and, I, and he's like, dude, it's fine over here. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forget Texas is the size of a third world country. So you got a little bit of everybody in there. Texas is huge. Texas you, is huge. Hey, you know where you can go? You know where you can go to get more information about no on HB 1100 in South Dakota? Go to SouthDakotaMarijuana.org for more information. Lauren, do we got a, 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 a screenshot of the South Dakotas? Yeah, there you go. SouthDakotaMarijuana.org. Get the truth about House Bill 1100 and exercise your voice. Call your legislature in South Dakota and say, hey, I'm one of the 70 percent of, you know, your bosses that told you that we would like medical cannabis for our patients. Get off your duff and start making with the rules already. And honestly, it shouldn't be this hard now since over half the population voted for it. Right. You're like you're not like being an activist as far as like you're saying something in a, in a crowded room and everybody's going to look at you. No, this is an issue that people agree on. An issue that. People have actually agreed on. That is so difficult in the cannabis field. Hey, did we uh, also kind of rehash and, and uh, examine the South Dakota AG abandoning the effort to defend the adult use marijuana initiative? We yeah, did. We breezed over that. Jason Ravensborg. That's the name of the South Dakota AG. That's the person needs to get voted out. Needs to get voted out. All right, let's go on to the next big thing. And everybody, this one was like our lead, our thumbnail story of the day. Should we get a thumbnail sponsor? Thumbnail sponsored by Collateral Base. Our thumbnail story of the day, legendary uh, California marijuana growing region, Humboldt County, permanently bans hemp cultivation. Not a shocker, man. Why is that a shocker to you? Oh, no, not a shocker. Oh, why is that? Because imagine it's kind of like uh, Martha's Vineyard, right? They're the Martha's Vineyards of cannabis. They got a reputation to uphold. Uh, here in Washington State, uh, the rule is five miles. And what you're trying to avoid is cross-pollination. Pollination. You know what? You, how can you grow premium outdoor cannabis flower with all these damn hemp plants around? You it's can't. not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's definitely something that they're just covering their asses. And then I agree with them. You know, there, there's a little pushback, but again, it's the appellation. It's the what you're known you for. THC weird weed here. I mean, like what? That's that's true, man. But like you don't want your crop to seed. Yeah. That, I mean, Humboldt's next thing is going to be like a, a marijuana amusement park. I can't wait for Humboldt County to become a marijuana amusement park. We're going to need to legalize cannabis globally, I think, because then it can be like, you know, wine country. Nobody's really getting robbed. At, well, I'm sure people are getting robbed at Napa. But like when you go like to, to Europe to visit the vineyards, you know, that's that's a touristy thing. You spit yes. into a bucket. You still get pretty drunk. Uh, I could see it happening like that. But you really got to get all the uh, black. Well, we shouldn't call it that. The, the legacy market, the illicit market, the market that, you know, does only it in cash and guns that that market kind of needs to be totally eradicated you know full legalization and, and then we're getting there but again this is not going to happen because the process is not fast even a sweep of pins not going to i'm realistic for my 50th birthday i hope to be able to say oh i'm going to weed country <laughs> humble yes i mean you still can do that but it'd be seattle well, I mean, that'd be great, but like, like you know, the outdoor farms in Humboldt County, like, no, where, yeah. where are we going to have like the events? Because like, could it be like going to the vineyards? Like, it's like, oh, did you go to Wente Farms? It was fine, but then I really liked the Nancy <laughs> one, you know. And so, if it could be like that, where like you're going from farm to farm in the Humboldt County region, that would be the shit, man. Well, there's the, the Ganji Air thing is going to happen, right? Like somebody yeah. just uh, this. You're just taking notes of terpenes, little whiffs, you yeah. know, bougie as fuck, maybe chewing on a, the leaf and then spitting it out somewhere. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a French guy. French cannoli will be making hash. 
Ooh, that would be dope, dude. But like, no, it's a lot of dope people that are going to be doing the Ganjie thing. So uh, the materials on that come out in two weeks, and mm. uh, you know, check them out. And then, of course, uh, hopefully in June, I will be doing shows from uh, the Humboldt County area because we have to. Well, I'm not sure if that's where they're going to have it, but it'll be in the central, uh, uh, you know, central part of California. Yeah, I mean, wherever your next business takes you, right? Like, speaking of your business, dude, what? Because like you're. No, you're a cannabis lawyer, yeah. but you're you're not a uh, a, a, a legal or a um, uh, sorry a uh, criminal. That's the word. I'm you're not a, a criminal lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. I, that's right. So my criminal lawyer uh, questions all go to Jeff Hall, and so when somebody calls and they've um, committed a crime, I'm like, oh, better call Hall. Uh, let me get him on the phone, and then I I give them to him, and then he's like, come on, Tom, this leads in Chicago. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll call uh, Stephen Comey, and then I'll I'll call somebody else. It depends on where. The crime is, yeah, right. But for your business side of things, like right now, you just got a letter that just came out, right? You're you're trying to just do some marketing. Sure. What uh, what what, what does your client like look like? Um, what are you they? Know what? Yeah, that's right, man. Everybody needs to hang out and go to because, like, you would have gotten the uh, email, uh, the newsletter today. The newsletter was pretty darn awesome today, and so you could have had the cannabis industry lawyer newsletter in your um, uh, mailbox today, and it covered all a lot of the stories that we're going to be covering on today's episode on cannabis legalization news. And there's a new uh, piece of information on the Massachusetts cannabis licenses. So head on over to Cannabis Industry Lawyer and sign up for our newsletter uh, to be able to stay on top of all things cannabis legalization news. But yeah, man, we just opened an office in uh, Boston. Okay. Yep. And it's all about your network, right? I mean, that's essentially what the luring is about. It is, but then it all becomes about the licenses. And so there's a lot of IP in the uh, cannabis world. And so like, as you continue to build out in a particular state, so like I have Illinois uh, materials really, really nice. And then I'll have Michigan's pretty, pretty good. And then uh, Massachusetts. And then, of course, like Georgia's going to have a dispensary round. So uh, I want to get there. Is I, I tried to get into some people's in the, uh, the Sacramento had a, an application window that closed last Friday, a portion of it. Hmm. So, you know, it's you just help out wherever you can, you know. Sure, sure. But you're dealing mostly, are you dealing with uh, like groups or like, because, I mean, again, it's not cheap to be. Oh, they're always know, groups. I mean, like, nice to say, like, hey, uh, sign here, here, and here. All right, you owe me $60,000. Yeah. Um, so, right. And it, it, it's groups. And people put a, a team together, and then they go, and they raise money, and they put together their plans for how they're going to actually uh, operate the license if they get it. And then, you know, you apply, and then sometimes you can get the license more readily, and other times it's more of a lottery or a luck of the draw, or you might just be – in line for a year and a half. Yeah, no, I was just curious because, like, I mean, as we progress, you know, uh, the industry becomes more uh, accepted. Uh, you know, it's like the neat thing that happened happening right now with the vaccine in California with COVID, right? Like, you know, first they were deemed essential workers, and then it deemed the industry is essential. Like, hey, people, right. are, majority of California citizens are getting medicine, right? I mean, all use is recreational use. In my opinion, you know, we, you know, all use is recreational use. Come on, Miggy. Or all use is medical use. Uh, there we go. Might have had a little, uh, might have had a little bit of medical use in that. Four minutes yeah. from now, we'll be having some medical time. But uh, Sandro Pincone, the CEO of Hemco Co. Inc., I'm not sure if that's really a thing, Hemaco Co. Inc. in San Diego County, which manufactures 30 million smokable hemp cigarettes a month from flower grown in California, said, 
California is an agricultural state, and why wouldn't they allow hemp to grow is ludicrous. Well, you see, that's why you can tell that that was somebody from San Diego, uh, simply because they they probably wouldn't be doing outdoor there. It would it would probably be too hot. I, maybe greenhouses and stuff. But if you're doing outdoor in San Diego, let us know. I mean, it's, it's perfect as well, right? It's just always like 80, 75 to 80. Yeah. Well, I'm from Oceanside. My mom grew plants in the backyard. Yeah. It, it's it's perfect weather to grow like outside year long, pretty much. And yeah. if you have a greenhouse, it just puts you over the top. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, I just think it's interesting that why wouldn't you ban hemp farming if you're known for an area to make like really high quality THC weed? It's just clearly someone who doesn't know about the history, right? Sure. Someone who doesn't know about, I mean, that's what there is. There's a history. There's a, uh, and I think that's why we, you know, I, I really appreciate the people hanging with us, dude. Like, like the fact that we've been just doing like a Google hangout, you and I, and yeah. then, you know, at the end of the show, we have like a hundred fucking people still hanging. I'm like, really? Like, that's because I think we've just been doing it so long that we, we, we know things, share it, you know, knowledge is, is power. That's right, and, man. Uh, hey, how uh, big is Humboldt County? What, what land area are we talking about? And like, oh, it's the size of a state in New England. Is it? Yeah. Which one? Which state? Oh, I would say Maine. Nope. It's Connecticut. Humboldt County is the size of Connecticut. Oh. Thousands of residents employed in the outdoor marijuana production industry. I bet it does. Nice, dude. All right. Again, they, uh, I've been through that area being from Southern California, you know, it's got its, you know, Humboldt's going to still evolve. I, I don't know if you saw the, uh, uh, there was that one documentary on, I think Netflix or Nef, uh, Amazon, but it sh- talks about the Trimigrants and, um, a lot of people were being abused because when it was an outlaw unregulated market, you, you right. still have a lot of opportunity to take advantage of people. Yeah, that's kind of the market. You're like, we need to put the cost of the flower down. Get an automated trimmer. Get this person out of here. That's an employee. But I mean, the, the trimmer grant was a huge, uh, you know, culture thing where some people have good experiences where they travel, you know, but you have a lot of young people, women and boys that sometimes even they don't come back. Like there's other horror stories. So the regulated market does make safe workplace as well safe access mm-hmm. in my opinion paul cool. taking that i think we should all smoke one <laughs> uh wait one more minute, one more minute. Uh, they do they actually do outdoor in michigan and so like the licenses are all dependent so you can get an outdoor license in michigan but you can also get a hemp growing license in michigan i mean but i understand why you would if you have the world famous cannabis you'd probably want to ban it simply because you're you're trying to make the highest quality product you can, and they could farm hemp somewhere that's not famous for its THC weed. If you're cognac, you're going to make sure no one else is using cognac. Right. Cognac can be made in cognac, France, I believe, right? That's well, uh, yes, I think something like that. It's kind of like bourbon, but bourbon's like a, a statute. And so, like, if you're going to make bourbon, you have to like comply with this particular statute. Isn't that messed up? Yay, regulation. Yay, regulation. All right. Well, you know what that means. It's been 20 (laughs) minutes. It's regulation time somewhere. Get it. Marijuana workers get priority for COVID-19 vaccine before teachers in California's rollout. The San Francisco Gate. Is that the name of the, uh, the paper, the SF Gate? Yeah. San Francisco Gate is reporting that cannabis workers will get priority for COVID-19 vaccines, but a notice from the California Department of Public Health issued on Saturday said medical marijuana workers, including delivery drivers and retail employees, 
are included in phase 1A, while growers, producers, and others involved will be included in phase 1B, where food and agricultural workers are currently placed alongside with teachers. Phase 1B means they will be vaccinated as supplies allow. Fuck yeah. Well, I like that they are. I mean, the the A's the A one A makes more sense because if you're the customer focused or customer facing one, you know, a lot of how many people are you going to come into contact with as you're as you're working your bud tending shift? You know. Yeah, and then they deal with a lot of range of people. I mean, it's not just all young and old people or not all young people smoking. Right. They definitely uh, probably would help prevent the spread. You know, this is what you do. You deal with the people who deal with the public a lot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, people that work at grocery stores and then teachers. But I'm just glad that watching the the um uh, the COVID-19 charts the past month have just been so optimistic and inspiring and all that. And then uh to to help celebrate that and to temper ourselves, uh, Mother Nature just decides to clobber the fuck out of the whole like country. It's like, here comes a shitload of snow and some cold weather. Yeah. Chill. <laughs> Stay home and smoke weed. Stay home, smoke weed. <laughs> Allow us to get those vaccines in arms. Something so what do you right. think about the uh, cannabis uh, workers being labeled as uh, essential to the COVID-19 vaccine? Drop us some comments on that. Hell yeah. We're all pro-weed, though. Well, let's, let's talk about the L.A. school superintendent, Austin Butner. He tweeted, cannabis delivery drivers before school bus drivers and teachers? Makes no sense to me. Um, being that you're not, are, are they in session though? I'm, I'm curious because here in Seattle, we're not doing in person school, so maybe that's it. Maybe they aren't doing in person learning, but I don't know. I mean, they, we're returning to in person learning in Illinois. Are they returning to in person learning where you're at? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It is, it is. It's kind of nice. Remember that one time we were giving away something on our 10,000th subscriber show, and, and we asked, like, it was Samuel Caldwell. It was the answer to the question, who was the first person arrested for uh, cannabis in 1937? And some guy answers, and he's like, I'm in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the internet, though, man. This is what, um, yeah. dude, I can't wait till we get the site going again to have a place that I can contribute writing. Like, it's not just about the videos. You know, and it's oh, yeah. about just content. Uh, One of the things we need to do on the CannabisLegalizationNews.com website when we relaunched that, we've already moved it over AWS, but now we're just trying to do a refresh and our coder was sick and that's okay. Uh, so over the next month, but then we need to have like a real easy way for people to submit stories and reports so that we could have content getting, you know, yes. kind of auto-created, generated. Well, even just a, a place for, you know, my email is more than welcome to take suggestions. Uh, you know, and I'll say it here, four, uh, 420 binary at gmail.com. But when I write it down because of uh, uh, spam crawlers, I always put 420 binary and then something weird than Gmail. Hopefully most people know by now there's bots that just go scan the internet for bullshit, you know? Yep. And if you're one of those bots, I welcome you to follow me on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer, where no bots have ever followed me. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'll take I'll take the hits though. I'll take your likes and shares, but uh, uh, whatever. You're a fucking. Oh, uh, have we asked uh, people to like, share, and subscribe lately? Cannabis lifestyle. He wants to contribute. Yeah, yeah. cannabis lifestyle. Oh, you should. Of course, we put Rob stuff on, man. But all right, let's uh, let's turn the news cavalcade onto New Jersey, like has been happening. You know what's really fun about cannabis legalization news ev uh, lately? It's everywhere, man. 
yeah. it just is, it's it's starting to like come out the gills of everything. You know that cannabis legalization news is moving when Indiana and Iowa are just and even Wisconsin is starting to actually discuss like medical cannabis programs in earnest. New Mexico oh, is. Is it earnest or earnest? Oh, I don't know. I All right, but yeah, New Mexico, dude. What about that? Uh, New Mexico lawmakers approve a marijuana legalization bill in committee. Yes, that's right. First, you need to get out of committee, and then eventually you get floor time. Floor time is a really special time in a bill's life. It's where a whole bunch of people, either in favor or against it, uh, talk about the, the piece of law or proposed yeah, piece of law. Yeah. And that's the part of the process I think most people don't understand. Like um, for homegrown here, you know, it took us three years just to get it out of committee. Like nothing's fast. Three years to get it out of committee. Yeah. And so, again, thank you for tuning in to Camps Legalization News. Now, the takeaway today is uh, that uh, HB 1100 in South Dakota is terrible and you need to fight against it. But it's also, depending on where your cannabis law goes to an administration, it may die. And the people wanted legal cannabis in South Dakota, but the administration, for whatever reason, I don't think it's a good one, but like, I'm assuming they have reasons. And the reason was the people didn't know what they were voting for. Uh, the real reason is, oh, shit, I didn't know they're going to do this. Well, no, that's the real reason is they just want to abuse you people and they don't want you to have an endocannabinoid uh, supplement so that you can deal with a whole bunch of ailments oh, and also not have to worry about being a criminal. And so um, why that is still a very uh, prescient thing in the heartland is something else. So let's see how uh, Mississippi is going to handle it. There's supposed to be some rules coming out of Mississippi, but uh, are they going to do kind of what South Dakota did? Who knows? Let's get back to New Mexico because that one was actually pretty good. So New Mexico lawmakers approved marijuana legalization bill and committee. Uh, the New Mexico House Committee approved a comprehensive marijuana legalization bill on Monday. Nice. Yeah, man. Legislation was from Representative Javier Martinez, one of multiple legalization proposals that have been introduced to the 2021 session. You see, that's how hot cannabis legalization news is right now. It's always one of multiple bills. I mean, what's going on in Virginia? Virginia's got like two bills legalizing it, you know? Yeah. And then uh, it sounds like a good bill, though. They're going to allow home grow. Like if it, they're going to allow home grow, how many plants of home grow? Tell us about it, Miggy. This one says, uh, first off, adults 21 and older would be allowed to possess at least two ounces of cannabis and grow up to six mature plants and six immature plants for personal use. And I like how they're using the definition of mature and immature. Uh, Illinois needs to get more mature. <laughs> and then also do that as opposed to the five inch rule. Remember, I have. Um, I'm, I'm curing that, uh, that, uh, plant that was really, really sad. Remember that plant that we had? All right. Why don't you tell people more about, uh, the, the measure in, in New Mexico? I'll get the, uh, the thing out of the cure and I'll show you an eighth. That's not you're, a plant. You can show your sad bush like this sad thing is like, like, like this big. And, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to see, what did you get a gram out of that thing? Come on, man. Like, is it in a full Dude. jar? I thought you would at least be telling people that Martinez bill is advancing to additional committee before it could come up to a, a full floor vote. Uh, and under the approved measure, yeah, I've already talked about the six plants, but uh, see, it, it became a nugget. And so the nugget uh, weighed in at about like 3.7 grams. Uh, and I think a lot of it's stem, you know, and so um, it's it became an eighth nugget. Uh, this is not a plant. 
This is not a plant. It was less than five inches tall. It just became one big nugget. And so like, that's a huge loophole in, in that I could have grown 4,000 of those. If oh I could figure out how to like, just create a printer where it's just... <laughs> all right. Just well, let's nugs, dude. you have a farm of just three inch nugs. It's all over. Just farming it. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, those do not count as plants. Read the law. You it's know? illegal in our state until they catch up to you. <laughs> oh, it's so silly. It's so silly. And so, um, but then you're not allowed to sell it and, and all that. So is it going to count as a plant? Sure. But that's why it should be a mature versus an immature plant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so awesome. The bill also ensures that tribal governments are able to participate in the new industry. Uh, the bill will also allow small businesses to obtain so-called micro-business licenses to begin operating before the larger businesses. I like it. Nice. Uh, legislation favored by reform advocates because unlike the other House and Senate measured, it would specifically use tax rev from the sales to support reinvestments in communities most impacted by the war on drugs. Just like in Illinois right now. And if you're from Illinois... Uh, watch out because pretty soon you're going to get that rescore for your dispensary application. But uh, the best aspect, at least in operation right now in social equity in Illinois, probably is the reallocation of the tax funds. So always include the allocation of the tax funds in your social equity plan, because then you're going to see gamification of the uh, corporate entities that will come together to be able to get the licenses by exploiting whether it's the locality, like in a Detroit or very often in the micro licenses like this, they need to be from that location. You know, if they legalize it, which I have uh, being a foodie, I mentioned about in the South of Mississippi does a barbecue. Mm. Uh, if New Mexico, they're known for chilies. I would imagine infused chili rellenos would be off the hook. Chilies. For a second, I was thinking about the Baby Back Ribs song and the, the chain restaurant chilies, and I'm like, that's not what he's talking about. And then, and of course, it was not. It was not what he was talking about. All right, here we go again. Everybody, smell your nuggets. You might you might hyperventilate a little bit. Uh, lawmakers delay vote in NJ weed compromise, putting legalization on shaky ground once more. A little bit more hyperventilating. Ah, uh, Jersey. Ah, uh, this is being reported from yesterday, February 16th, 2021. Another compromise on penalties for underage weed use was put on hold Tuesday afternoon, yet again, throwing the fate of legal marijuana in New Jersey back into uncertain territory. But just. Fuck, man. Why is it so hard to get justice correct? Uh, because justice correct is not a thing. Uh, it is a more perfect union. It is not perfect. And you know what? You can tell it's not perfect. Uh, anyway, man, Senator Nicholas Scutari, who is a name I'm sure I'm just butchering, a Democrat from Union, New Jersey, who delayed the vote, said the Senate Judiciary Committee would schedule a new meeting Wednesday. That's today, by the way, and may consider another marijuana related bill with a cleanup bill establishing penalties for younger offenders that have been requested by Governor Phil Murphy. That's right. How can we legalize it while still arresting you for it? Yeah, some silly shit. Period. Some silly shit, period. Now, again, uh, we are talking not about any of the license types. So tune in to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Uh, sign up for our emails on that. And then uh, go to our map page because we're going to start building out a lot of New Jersey content to get ready for the license round. When that comes up, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, we're going to have to wait for the law to be signed. 
uh, you have to lay past and then signed, and then you have to get the rules, but at least you have Governor Phil Murphy, and this is the difference. This is when like an agenda is set by an administration that's receptive versus by an agenda that's set by administration like South Dakota, which is very anti. You know what's funny too in this situation? Uh, Jersey, um, and watch this happen when, when they do legalize it recreation, recreationally. Big money's going to, of course, take over a lot of shit, right? I just learned, I think, what is it? Cresco's owned by a Rush, Russian oligarchy? One dude? Cresco is owned by a Russian oligarchy. Yes, one That's dude. No, no. Amazing. We can actually look at Cresco's stock right now. It's trading on the o, on the OTC, and so um, and I'm still working on doing the um, the the cannabis stock uh, script. The problem with the cannabis stock script is like the analysis that I want to do to the actual stocks for its price to be able to determine if you should buy it or not. Mm. Uh, that math requires me to sit and focus for probably about four to six hours, and. Um, I'm working on that. 10 states, Wicked Dro. We're getting to it. It's going to be our marquee story of the day. So make sure you keep staying in for a few more minutes. We were talking about Cresco stock. It is not owned but, by a Russian oligarch. But, but back to the Jersey thing, though. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to Jersey. I'll just give you – Let's hang on. Yeah. Yeah, let's, while we're getting back to Jersey, why don't you you tell people about the Jersey? I'll cut to the stocks report. Sure. Yeah, no, I just, I just think that big money's going to take over. But what you're going to not see is like the legacy people like New Jersey Weed Man, a freaking yep. staple in who's been in the movement. Uh, will he? Well, we got to get NJ Weed Man on an application to answer that question. But Cresco yeah. stock is ticking at 15.57, down almost 4% on the day. And if you go to its key statistics, you can hit view all, and then you can actually see what the float is versus the institutional ownership. And so the institutional ownership is. 2.6%. The insiders that own it is only 2%. So that means that we're really only talking about like less than 5% of the stock is actually owned by smart money. Uh, the other 95% of the stock is just a whole bunch of bros on Twitter. We or, got uh, Reddit. 13 Cobb asking, uh, how do you get into the cannabis stock? Buy a cannabis stock. There's, there's many. There's probably at least a dozen cannabis stocks that you can go buy. Like E Trade? Was that you think? Yeah, you can go to E Trade. Like if they're OTC, I bet you can buy like you know uh, GTI, Trulief, Cresco. You can buy all those. I bet OTC on like on on a brokerage platform. Yeah, that's dope, dude. Yeah, man. All right. So what else we got going on with that? For oh yeah, let's cover up on Jersey. Oh shit! Like yeah, yeah, we just go. Way too far. You lose people on the other end, Scartucci says. And then at the issue of penalties addressed in the cleanup bill, Murphy wants those underage to face only civil penalties for possessing marijuana once it becomes legal for people 21 and older. Yes. And why are you way, going to arrest these children? Yeah. Well, by the way, 6,000 6, people have been arrested since voters approved the measure. 6,000. And so what are they arguing about? How can we keep arresting these people, you know? How can I turn you to an asset? How can I monetize off of your ass? Mm. That is not cool. That is just not cool. I tell you. And then we already did cover uh, New Mexico. So what's our next one? Are we actually to the marquee story of the day, of the week? Yeah, we are. Well, hang on a second. Since we're at the marquee story of the day of the week, I would like to advise everybody to go to Empire Direct and buy some sweet, sweet Delta 8 THC. Uh, I'm not sure if you've tried that Delta 8 yet. Have you, Miggy? I have not. 
Well, did you know that you're not going to be able to mail it in vapes for very long? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that ban's going to go into effect this spring. Oh, shit. Well, there you that is uh, legal hemp, and so it is not on-screen usage. And that is T-H-O-M-H-2-5. It's Tom H25. You enter that in, you will get uh, a coupon on your next Empire Direct order. Now, of course, uh, they do have some very thorough marketing that some uh, commenters have found frustrating. Yeah. but All right, let's go to our marketing story of the, of the week. Lawmakers in 10 states have introduced proposals to legalize marijuana this year, according to the Reason Foundation, which sounds like a totally made up think tank. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, dude, it's the thing. I mean, to tell you, like, cannabis legalization news is coming fast and furious until 2021. Uh, this includes proposals in Connecticut, Florida, New Mexico, New York, Maryland, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Texas, and Virginia. Virginia, check that box already. Oh. If all those efforts are successful, nearly half of U.S. states will have legalized marijuana for adult use. That tipping point that we're going to need to see before we can get that more act passed. I think Minnesota's in legislation today. I believe uh, they took a bunch of um, input yesterday for a session today. Man, we are going to be updating that map like nobody's business over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. It is going to be a lot of work. Fortunately, we have a new uh, research attorney starting, and he is going to be pulling all those new bills. And then we're going to start with the rules and the application windows that we think are going to be coming up. You know, And so if you do want to see like your state, go to Cannabis Industry. Uh, lawyer and search for our map of marijuana legality uh and you know the title's kind of misleading too because they, they throw in virginia virginia already did but not till 2024 well again like it was like virginia was a, a just a, a amazing efficiency and it's not quite done yet they have to do the reconciliation process but it just kind of goes to show that shotgunny kind of blast and also the popularity of it there was two different bills they passed one of each. And so now they have to kind of, you know, match them back all up like the Senate and the house both agree. Oh, let's legalize it. But not like that. Like this. Yeah. I mean, I, all I can say is dude, just get involved. You know, get like, involved. this is so You're frustrating. In get involved. If you know somebody in South Dakota, Oh, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law's family. Well, I'm going to tell them in Yankton, South Dakota, you need a call. You need to call them, man. It's not even just for your South Dakota, any state. Like, like if, if you're not happy where you're at, you know, every state has a policy. Every every county, fuck yep. it, decriminate in your town. Do anything you can. Yeah, but still, shout out to Nathan and Mary uh, down in Tampa. I hope that they are calling uh, Nathan's family back in South Dakota to be like, come on, bro, we need that dispensary in Yankton. Oh, is that another place that you're to have it? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been all over the place, but Connecticut, Rhode Island. All right. So that pretty much will wrap up all of New England with Connecticut and Rhode Island going. I think New England is just, just they're off the books. New Jersey kind of broke that over in the Eastern seaboard. We have New York and Pennsylvania on the list right here, Maryland as well. So if you get New York, Maryland, Pennsylvania, it, it, come 2023, 2024, we're going to be popping and it's going to be about ready for uh, full on. And this is the thank you for joining us until the end. If you're enjoying this, don't forget to click the bell and subscribe. But also, uh, it, I think what's going to happen with the 2022 election is there are the Democrats, as they are already laying their foundation for their strategy, where all these Democratic governors are putting this onto their agenda, even in Wisconsin, where the Democrats, they don't own the houses. They're, they're, they don't have a house. They don't have a Senate. They don't have either. 
Yeah. And so it's a very divided government. Coming to 2022, it's like, no, you vote for Democrats and we will legalize marijuana. And they're going to just try to take back as many houses in as many states as they can. I mean, seriously, uh, as a single issue voter, which is not, it's not a single issue, but like. God, there's so many benefits for voting only for cannabis. Like for your country. <laughs> like there's so many social justice benefits, industrial benefits, wellness benefits, uh, tax benefits. The benefits know. are so contagious that it's been 20 minutes. You know what that means? Somewhere in the world, somebody's tuning into this and they're wondering, hey, is it 420 somewhere? I think it is. I think it's... Uh... <laughs> that was the benefit of having the uh, the bumper because you see one of those isn't Delta 8 THC. It's not hemp. And so it's the other legal. one is medical cannabis. It's, it is. Medical marijuana's wilderness is getting thinner and thinner. We're going to have to start looking internationally. And if you want that, stay tuned for Sunday. I think we have Japan on. Japan is pretty yes. darn backwards. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk all sorts of Japanese laws, man. But medical marijuana's last wilderness. You heard this? I mean, it's political so, reporting that, man. Not mentioned in the Reasons Foundation article are Nebraska and Idaho, both of whom have never passed any sort of medical marijuana, but there are now movements afoot in both states. Nice. Nice. Cannabis yeah. advocates in Nebraska and Idaho, buoyed by successful votes for legalization in other deep red states last November. If lawmakers nice. fail to act this year, advocates are vowing to take the issue directly to the ballot box where voters are all but certain to approve them. And then they will be roundly rejected by the supreme Republican majorities in Nebraska, Idaho, and South Dakota. It's sad. Well, Idaho is a state that's trying to make a rule that you can't have legal anything. So those poor guys are going uphill. Omaha, no, right on. We had Nebraska on before, remember? The, and that guy. Yeah, Nebraska and also South Dakota both fell victim to the same single issue problem with their ballot initiatives. Yeah. Uh, please, next time, 2022, uh, us's in the future for the cannabis advocates in uh, South Dakota and Nebraska, especially you guys, please listen up. Just have the ballot initiative say, we legalize all cannabis or all forms of cannabis. Don't use the word and what's so fucking ever. <laughs> if you give me your, your ballot initiative and the word and is in it, oh, I will punch man. you future uh, 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 us's that are yes. trying to legalize weed in Nebraska and also in uh, South Dakota. Seriously, though, I mean, come on, like, like the uh, Senator Anna Washart in Nebraska says, we have, n we now have strong vocal support from people across the state, uh, who has been trying to pass medical marijuana legis legislation for years. At this point, everybody knows somebody that has been benefited from having access to medical cannabis. All use is medical use. That's right. No use is abuse. That's yeah. the other problem with Schedule One THC. Any use is defined legally as abuse under federal law, which is so flagrantly flipping fucking wrong. Uh, I mean, it just it just goes back to the understanding of science in 1970 that we didn't have, even though we did kind of have it. And then they studied it and then they didn't study it because they, they banned you from studying it. So it all got studied in Israel where they discovered the freaking endocannabinoid system and anandamide in the early 90s. And then we still deny it. Well, come on. How many reports did we have? In, in in each decade that got denied, LaGuardia, um, LaGuardia in the forties, 
Yeah. What was, what's the other? There's other ones. The the the, the Carter one, right? He had uh, that was the Schaefer Commission. One of the ways that they got the Democrats to vote for Schedule One marijuana in the '60s was they said, "We'll study it and figure out where it's supposed to go in post. We'll fix it. Promise you, I'm Dick Nixon, you can trust me." And uh, that didn't that didn't turn out. And so it's been Schedule One ever since. But that was the Schaefer Commission report in 1972. I believe there were other reports in the 50s. And um, and then all the science had to move abroad to Israel, where they just kept publishing it with Dr. Michelin. Uh, and that's where they discovered the endocannabinoid system. I mean, cannabis helps not just with uh, 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 like PTSD and other ailments, but it helps with the case of the bullshit that we got to deal with, right? Like all this shit that you, you're like, hold on, how many reports got denied? And there was a patent and uh, you're saying- How no much coming tomorrow? I'm going to sleep. No. Dude, I mean, the, the, the deadliest thing I am is to a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, that's uh, another pizza gate. We got another pizza gate in our hands because we're trying to legalize it. All right, let's go. Uh, let's let's get some babies. News. We got so much news in it. Justin Reform Coalition urges President Biden to pardon all nonviolent marijuana convictions. Come yes, on, guys. I mean, but see again, the hard part is there's no general database. Like, and all this activism I'm doing, uh, POW. POW 420, Freedom Grow Forever, all these other groups, there is no way to get a list because of all the RICO charges and layered bullshit that comes after. Hell, the reason why Lance uh, uh, is, is not out is because, again, the prosecutor, Vince Lombardi Jr., stepped in and said, no, this guy's showboated and he can't, he's, he's a threat to society, even though he had a, a food drive during he's winter. Freaking society. I just don't like this guy. Pretty much. I just don't like this guy. Same same thing for Luke Scamarzo. I think there might have been some guns found or he gunned, but it wasn't used in like defense or no bullshit. And and he had a video that just irked everybody. You know, you 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 can't this is why the being an activist sometimes is hard too, right? Where no one wants to there's repercussions to bullshit. And there shouldn't be, right? We we, right. we shouldn't be killing our heroes and all this other bullshit. <laughs> Hell no. But I tell you, this is a broad coalition of groups that are urging President Biden to pardon all nonviolent marijuana convictions. It was normal. The Weldon Project, the National, I'm sorry, the Minority Cannabis Business Association, the National Cannabis Industry Association, a.k.a. the NCIA, and even that newly formed group from last week, the United States Cannabis Council. Oh, you mean the new guy jumped on the low bar? For things in the cannabis industry it's the mso guys but anyway uh, and so uh, the, the criminal justice system is in urgent need of reform and one thing that i did enjoy from president biden so far is the defunding of privatized prisons the uh we are we will not accept nor will we solicit any sponsorship from prisons this will never be cannabis legalization news brought to you by consolidated si prison systems ever and, and it if it was, it, we'd be on the upside down and shit finally got right, right? Like, all of a sudden, like, we trust the cops. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I'm a, The prison systems are a sponsor. Uh, no, no, no. There should be no pro profit at all in prisons. Ah. Exactly. All right. Well, that was that was something else. Now, let's, let's, get, let's get some quotes on this. Cannabis prohibition ruins lives, wastes resources, and is imposed by a large majority of Americans, the group writes in its letter. They also referenced Democrat Governor J.B. Pritzker pardoning last month more than 11,000 Illinoisians 
with low-level cannabis convictions, saying that ac action showcased the important role of clemency in achieving justice and equality. It's time, it's past time for the harm to stop, they say. I mean, really? It well, is. think about that, man. Why did J.B. Pritzker, a governor in Illinois, get a pardon that 11,000 people? Because most of those cannabis arrests aren't done by the federales. They're, the, right. they're done they aren't by the, uh, the DEA and the FBI. They don't really arrest every, any many of the criminals. Most of the criminals are arrested by local cops. Yeah. And then after that, state police. And despite making it up to close to 5% of the global population. Oh, this is another prison fact. Yep. Uh, despite making it up close to 5% of the global population, the U.S. has nearly 25% in the world's prison population. You know, and a lot of this crap grew out of the, the tough on crime, war on drugs. And so yeah. we had war on drugs in the 80s. And then um, people got really upset and they said, oh, the crime's just getting terrible. And they started then uh, getting tough on crime, defining it basically as drugs. And that's where you get the, the crack cocaine disparity and whatnot. And the uh, prison population explodes. And then, of course, they have contracts with the federal government. It's that public-private partnership now uh, yeah. where the profits are going to the prisons. And then you, well, can, I think you can actually trade. I bet we can buy a prison stock. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. And, and, and you know, the, the, the prison... Uh, racket is so bad where you know these guys pop prisoners are making uniforms for a dollar an hour you know they're, they're they're slamming out products for major companies and for the military and police like there's so much money being made off of the prisons by the system that it was created i mean the fact that they can sue they, they they've sued in arizona they sued the state because they weren't having they had empty beds like you're you're, you're empty telling beds. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, a uh, guest of the show, Chris Martin from Hempful Farms out in Arizona and the Zonka brands, he also reported on how then in the 90s, it was about reform. It was about rehabilitation, paying your debts to society and going back out a fixed person. And now it's just all about nothing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're cattle. Yeah. Well, you know, dude, if you're joining us right now, that is awesome. Thank you for the 231 that say they're watching. That's total. I mean, that's also Facebook. But yeah. uh, let's go over our top story one more time. Uh, there was there are 10 states that have proposed marijuana legalization at the adult levels. So please do. If you are in one of these states, call your legislature and say, you got to do that. You got to do that. So that is Connecticut, Florida, New Mexico, New York, Maryland, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Texas and Virginia. Every state has a, uh, they should have a find my legislature option. If you go to the website, make it easy. You just type in your address, it pop propagates, like who's your person. And just type in one thing, like a subject, like I support this bill. Yeah, man. That's it. Well, we got some more. We still have uh, several more stories. How about delivery might be the answer to weed equity? Vice News is reporting this. And that's that story we talked about before with the, uh, uh, the, the protest with the, uh, that one agency that was against this uh, in one of the big farms, was it Tilray that was pulled back no. or was it Cresco? This is the Massachusetts uh, delivery operator license. And so uh, they have a delivery courier license. And unfortunately that delivery courier license has not very profitable. And so the social equity fix that Massachusetts is coming up with is this delivery operator license. So you would be able to uh, somewhat have the Uber of weed kind of. Oh yeah. Uber. But it's just, Okay. You don't have a brick and mortar store. And right. so you have a car or fleet of cars, and then you can take orders and deliver them. 
Yeah, but the proposal's still there, right? We haven't found there hasn't been a okay, like a solid like as of next week. You're you can qualify as an applicant to to, to join. Right. We're anticipating, and so we're preparing the the work right now. So if you are a Massachusetts delivery operator, uh, hopeful, get in touch with us over at uh, well, just follow me on Instagram or something. Canvas Industry Lawyer, go to CanvasIndustryLawyer.com and sign up for our newsletter, and then reach out. But um, that's yeah. Coming. It's coming. And so like we think it's going to be this summer. We're working on putting together an application for uh, certain aspects of it now, simply because we have the regulations and we can kind of see what they are already doing in those places. But uh, it's uh, the Massachusetts model is is uh, highly regulated and it does take months. And so the, it's, a, it's a process. I mean, like I'm yeah. looking over like applications and they'll start in like February and they'll end in December. And I'm like, Damn. man, that's a, that's a process. Yeah. I would love to be a curry though. I mean, like, what a great like. Makes uh, no money. Well, I, that Vice video I saw the the guy <laughs> was doing it for alcohol and right. like just to prove that he can make a, a whatever overhead. I mean, again, it's a, it's a young man's game. Not not a not a. I need to make twice as much as you do, right? As right. a kid, like delivering pizzas. You right. don't do that thinking, okay, this is my career. Right, and that's that's fine if you want to deliver pizzas of weed, but um, that business is not just like it just wasn't very profitable in the operations that they have in certain states because the stuff that they require on your car, those types of security features mm. are, and then the cash handling and all that other stuff. So I mean, uh, it hasn't proven to be a very very lucrative aspect that courier business model, and therefore they're trying to have not delivery licenses but delivery operator licenses where you can have a website where people buy their weed from you and then you drive it to them. Okay. I mean, that works, but who was the guest that we had in LA? Remember they do like the Amazon style where they have a warehouse and they, they ship from there. I mean, that, yep. that is that a good option too for the, uh, that market coming up for deliveries? Uh, yeah. I mean like that's the, where is it going? I, the retail experience is going to have an online presence. And so the real beef that people have has to do with, the cost of obtaining the uh, retail license where you can actually physically go there is quite high. And so if you just stripped all that shit down and you had like your vault and your security system and just, you know, a garage. Yeah. But in California, right. Isn't ease, isn't that the app that does the same thing pretty much? I don't know if they have dispensaries, but then again, like it's just, if you're trying to do the courier model, you're not going to be making uh, very much money. Right, but if it was an app, like you're saying, like uh, like Grizzly is a, an app for alcohol. I mean, sure, no, like there's there's no ability, as far as I'm aware, in Illinois, for you to like have a business model where people are are kind of like doing an Uber of weed. Okay, that's that's um, you can do it. You just might get arrested. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying, you know, for uh, legal states, it could be an option for. No, no the, the legal states, one of the things that they've always done is not legalized it. It's almost like a, a very confusing licensing agreement that our musicians that we listen to are all entered into. And they're like, did you read your contract? No, but I got one. Got that record deal. And, you know, it's, it's so funny, though, just how cannabis is still underrated, underestimated, because, I mean, right right now, the cannabis industry supports 321,000 full-time jobs. Woo! 321,000 full-time jobs. How many people work for Walmart? 
I bet more people now work for weed than Walmart. I bet more people work for weed than coal. I bet more people work for weed than a lot of things. We have to get a, uh, a graphic up for us on uh, the Instagram so it looks really nice. Uh, where weed is on, on the list of the top employers, you know, like because uh, if you're at 321,000 now, before those 10 effing states that we were talking about with the oh, exception, yeah. of Virginia, now it's down to nine. But uh, Virginia's not legalizing sales until like 2023, 2024, some stuff in the future. I think about 321,000 people paying their bills, uh, collecting benefits, uh, electric bills, taxes. groceries not getting arrested and having the benefit of allowing to supplement their endocannabinoid systems so they can age more healthfully. They can mitigate health problems that arise from when your uh, endocannabinoid system is out of whack. That is often awesome infographic from Leafly. The problem with that is I cannot make out the chart. Can we zoom in on the chart so we can kind of read it uh, to the people listening at home? So we got going on here. Uh, so 321 legal cannabis jobs. Keep zooming uh-huh. in, please. Yeah. <laughs> 122,400 aircraft pilot engineers. Holy right. crap. Like- and then dentists oh. at 127,000 dentists. And then we have um, writers and editors. There's more people in weed than writers and editors. 192,000 writers and editors. Painters and paper hangers, whatever the heck that is. 236,000 EMT. 260,000 EMTs. We have more uh, legal cannabis employees. We have uh, just more uh, electrical engineers. I did not know there was only 314,000 electrical engineers in the country, but there's wow. 321,000 people that work for uh, the cannabis industry. It's we're Next, we're going to take out hairstylists, barbers, and cosmetologists with 406,000. On our way to the post office, 523,200 work for that. And then police officers, 670,000. We should do a show when that comes up. When police officers imagine are, are when legal cannabis employees outnumber police officers, that'll be interesting. No kidding. Wow. What a topic that'll be. Tune in for Cannabis Legalization News 2024. It's legal to buy in Virginia now. Christian yeah. Levitino wants you to join Clubhouse. I don't have a smart or Apple oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse. Are right. you? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I should use Clubhouse. Invite me to a Clubhouse thing. You should. I, I just I, I, uh, I do. It's just that, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, and you have to keep the lights on and work and stuff, you know? I know. You're always, like, lawyering. That's your problem, bro. I know. I'm trying to clone myself so somebody else can be doing the lawyering while I'm doing the marketing. Yeah. So, what do you think New York's got aspirations, though? Because Cuomo announces 30-day amendments to legislation establishing comprehensive adult-use cannabis program in New York, but it's Cuomo. It's Cuomo. And Squamo, you can trust what the governor says. Didn't he just get a whole bunch of shit for uh, some of the stuff he was saying about the COVID response that he was doing? How they counted the numbers for uh, uh, nursing home deaths. But it's really a a non-topic of nothing. People were dying regardless. Like, like, let's look. It was all about the treatment, right? We need to, like, you know, contain the shit and, and... yeah, that's that's what he was in trouble for. No big but deal. But it did say that the, some of the tweaks are how the hundred million dollars social equity fund will be allotted, uh, what types of nonprofits will be able to get uh, in line, and all that. That's that's great. Uh, you should just kind of try to keep it broad on that. Try to keep it local and like have the the tenets of the act. And so it's going to be those social equity to repair the war on drugs, those harms. Look for those. 
And then also to enable the use of delivery services, local governments would have the opportunity to opt out from delivery services inside their jurisdiction. Delivery is an important add-on to uh, very often the uh, cannabis dispensary license. And so... Um, well, especially in New York. You don't want more traffic. You know, you don't want everybody getting out and go get weed. What, what well, sure, but then there should be a difference between uh, a cannabis delivery operator, like, you know, what they're going to start doing in Massachusetts, as opposed to a brick-and-mortar uh, dispensary. And so brick-and-mortar dispensaries should become more like bars, and, you know, so you can go and buy and, and enjoy, and less yeah. like... Um, liquor stores, you know, or maybe there's just in the future, there might be more than one type of dispensary. That's how it was in the past here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. But let's talk at about least Washington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was say at least Washington lawmakers approved drug decriminalization bill and committee vote. Like that's a step forward. We looked well, at our cousin, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys are doing all right. Landmark drug decrim bill in Washington state cleared its first legislative hurdle Monday. Panel of lawmakers voted to advance the measure just hours before a key deadline. But it was close. It was a 7-6 vote. So yeah. the House Public Safety Committee approved the Pathways to Recovery Act, HB 1499. So one of the first things that a bill does before it becomes a law is it needs some approval from a committee to make it out of that committee to show that it's popular enough to be debated on the floor. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. And uh, stay tuned. We do have some awesome guests lined up. We're going to probably try to start doing about like a, a guest a month, uh, something like that. Or, or as, as we can sign up ones that we think are interesting, or if like uh, various companies want to come on and talk about aspects of the industry that they help with. Plus, we like to sprinkle in our little offshoot videos, not just in the uh, whenever we can. Right, right. I tell you. So yeah. uh, that's that's pretty cool that Washington lawmakers are taking the first steps towards their drug decrim bill. What about uh, lax THC vape rules? So we got uh, lax THC rules still allow toxins into your lungs. So in 2019 and 2020, the vaping associated lung injuries killed 68 people and injured. 2,807 across the United States. Um, as reported by Leafly and later confirmed by officials at the CDC, those injuries deaths were exclusively associated with unlicensed THC vape cards. No shit. In 2018, a new wave of novel cartridges of additives, thickeners, thinners, dilutants, and artificial flavors began flooding the market. New additives were mostly limited to illicit market vape cards, but a few seeped into the legal regulated market as well. You know, people going cheap uh those new additives included vitamin e acetate aka beard cream oil ew ew uh what's this squalling the squeezings of scasquash no squalling let's just call it squalene yeah that's that's clearly not it but it's s-q-u-a-l-e-n-e and then the thousands of food flavorings not approved for inhalation. I mean, overall, this was just a shit a show. Shark liver oil substance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. The, this was not. Steak oil salesman has been replaced by a shark oil salesman. But this was un not unforeseeable, right? Safe access includes a regulated, you know, thing where you can say, okay. If an issue pops up, then everybody will have that commonality. It took them a while to figure this out. Like, no one wants to admit, yeah, I'm getting illegal uh, vapes, you know. Uh, a regulated market ensures safety for the consumer. 
Uh, also, the CDC said the number one thing state cart cannabis regulators could do to protect public health was ensure that chemicals of concern like vitamin E acetate did not enter the state licensed TAC vape cartridge supply. But as of early 2021, cannabis regulators have not done that. So here in Washington, we did ban vitamin E acetate, but that was like last year. Like it took them a while to. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some still allowing it, which they shouldn't. Uh, leafly investigation into the current and forthcoming regulations around THC vape cartridges in the 15 legal cannabis states reveals that more than a year after the vape lung, also known as Evali or vape E crisis, vape gate, uh, right? A few states have banned vitamin E oil, Washington, but not a single state upgraded its THC vape cartridge testing requirements to the standard current. Oh, okay. So it's about the testing. So Europe and Canada, they do test for that in all their nicotine vape cartridges, but not here. Interesting. That's so crazy, man. I tell you what, I got uh, a flurry of emails because I'm on the Cannabis Law Section Council. And so there's uh, a lot of bills being introduced into the state of Illinois. I wish that I had more, um, you know bar association cannabis counts and sections that i sat on so i would get like emails from all the states as they're trying to amend and and create new aspects of their own laws but uh there's a lot and so let's see here there is an hb 193 that is a cannabis regulation will affect separate delivery companies oh interesting wow and so, yeah, cannabis regulation delivery. And so, uh, let's see. There's also another one, an HB 312, cannabis delivery licenses. And so, um, it's, it's how going strong, to be, how, how strong is your cannabis alliance there? What do you mean? Well, like here in Washington, I, I actually give a lot of props to, because you need an association to help speak up and be on top of the, the legislation, right? Like the people trying to limit there's really no industry yet. And so like the industry is just the mm. established MSO players. And so unless you're like a guy that's just making money hand over fist and just like, oh, you know, just kind of wait, you don't need any more competition. So right now, all these guys just don't give a fuck right now about legislation. Like they're just kind of. Oh, they do. There is a bill that they're advancing, but it's not this uh, cannabis mm. delivery driver delivery organization license must qualify as social equity applicant. He could be challenged by a constitutional uh, thing there, but then it's, um, uh, regulations and prohibitions for delivery organizations. Uh, oh, interesting. So these this would be like a delivery organization that can get product from any cannabis business license in the United. Uh, sorry, in the in the state of Illinois, and then it, it's kind of like a delivery operator license. So maybe they would have a cannabis delivery operator license and just totally piss off everybody who's just spent like two million dollars to try to open a dispensary in Illinois. I mean. Uh, then there's three fourteen cannabis and uh, cannabis sales in unincorporated communities tries to say that an unincorporated community can now ban sales even be like one point five miles beyond the 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 territorial limits. So oh it's my god, granting, yeah, it's granting uh, you know, townships and municipalities superpowers to go beyond the scope of their community limits to continue to prohibit the sales in unincorporated territories. That's and so beyond. I, that's not beyond. Yeah, but it's it's uh, unincorporated unincorporated areas. Very often, it's in the middle of nowhere, and so like it's the rural people. It's it's the R's. It's the red staters. Um, and then the four hundred one. So HB four hundred one cannabis conflict of interest. That one just came by. 
Oh, interesting. I'm going to have to actually dig into that one. So it's going to removing language, allowing persons to apply for, hold financial or voting interest in any cannabis business as if it is a passively. Okay. And so interesting. It's they're changing. That's what they'll do. They'll change these laws. And so in every state, they're just going to go ahead and keep changing the laws. You're uh, busy, bro. Bring your own. Can What's this one called? Bring your own cannabis to work day. No. Oh, this one's really cool. Um, this one's really cool. Uh, this one's called Bring Your Own Cannabis, HB 715. So uh, big thumbs up to HB 7115, Bring Your Own Cannabis. It is going to amend the Illinois Municipal and Counties Code to allow corporate authorities of a county or municipality to license or regulate businesses operating as a public accommodation that permit the consumption of cannabis on the business premises that are not regulated under the Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act, i.e. not a dispensary or a growth. Neat. Yep. Provides an exemption from the provision of the Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act and defines public accommodation. So essentially it is the BYOC Act, support HB 715, because then you'd have consumption lounges. It would essentially be a consumption lounge license at the municipal level. Well, it says possession, right? So like funny story, um, twice uh, this week, uh, I got some flour that's kind of extra stinky. Yeah. And uh, I put some in my grinder before I go to come to work. And Sometimes I don't notice how strong it is. And I've had it sit. I buried it. I thought, okay, no one's going to notice it. And then these guys, my customer comes in and he's all, it smells like something in here. Right. And I'm yeah. like, weed? Does it smell like weed? He's all yeah. like, I didn't want to say weed, but I was like, yeah, it's weed. And then uh, uh, I, just because I'm in a position where I can finally be like, look, I'm in a legal state. Um, I, I, I'm doing it after work. It's just, you know, I, uh, for my bus ride. I don't know. I'm, it, it's like a civility slash moral thing where i'm not like fucked up at work or whatever right and right they're like yeah you guess you're right <laughs> so yeah support that bill Man. yep and then uh there's more that's this is like you were asking like well what's the one that the people support the ones that are currently operating that's the cannabis license dispensing location relocation um uh bill that's hb 1869 so if you currently own a cannabis dispensary which of course is nobody in the state because they've given away no new licenses in like seven years um uh right because that was the last there was one round of medical licenses of 2014 yeah. uh, and so that and so we haven't gotten any new operators since then and now what they want is they want the ability to move their license so they've now they have all the money because they made all the money last year, you know, uh, yeah. and they're making all the money each month and they're going to be making all the money this year. Um, this is why people so, need to speak up and get involved. Yeah. Well, again, like this is this is one of those things where they're trying to get this bill passed. So now they can do the studies for where they want to position themselves and then buy that real estate and move there. Yeah. Money fucking makes rules. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to object. I'm going to say, like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, it, well, that'd be fine if I represented some of the established operators. Some have called, but you know. Well, I mean, if you, you don't have to. I mean, we're in a good position, I think, where we can do business with people we choose because there's a lot of nefarious stuff out there. People. A lot of nefarious stuff in the cannabis world, man. A lot of nefarious stuff. Tell like you what. It. It's French perfume. All right. Well, I think that's that's pretty much. There's one more uh, K HB 1952. Uh, it's called JUVTCT. Oh, cool. Cannabis expungement. So it's going to amend the Juvenile Court Act Ooh. in 97. 
and allow, it appears that uh, there's going to be some expungement. Maybe it's going to be automatic. Yeah. So like if you were a juvenile caught with cannabis or drug paraphernalia, then you're going to be able to get that expunged. So that looks like it's going to be a good bill. And, they, you know, see, it just they just keep coming and then they, they amend. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. It's getting better. All right, there we go. We even got to end up with uh, an Illinois roundup of their of their uh, pending litigation or legislation. Man, two hundred thirty nine people. Thanks for hanging, people. Yeah, if you if you were hanging with us, thank you so much. You know, we really appreciate all the subscribers. Uh, and then we got some more good episodes coming besides just the news. Uh, Lauren, tell them about the guests that we have coming up in the month. Yeah, this Sunday we're going to have an activist out of Japan. We're going to talk about cannabis legalization in Japan. I don't know. The process about that so that's going to be very interesting and then we're going to have uh the chairman from the parent company which is part of the team that just uh did that thing with jay-z they just started that brand with jay-z so oh cool that yeah. should be interesting as well yeah we're going to have a spack on and so like the, the people that like stocks are going to want to tune into the parent company interview that's going to be awesome and then we'll I have more people that keep reaching out and there's going to be some more uh, good content that we'll have. And if you guys want any types of guests, uh, let us know what type of guests you guys want to see in the, in the comments. And then also we'll hit up a, a, a poll or something. We'll take a poll to see what type of guests we should uh, try to get booked. Yeah, sounds good. Well, that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone, make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. We'll see you on Sunday. Sunday!